When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so I'm a big fan of EDM music and I'm a big fan of like, I guess they were calling it techno back then, like nineties, like Ibiza sort of very Euro tech. And there was this like, I, I can't remember the actual song because most of these techno songs, like I don't actually know the name because the name, the words are just gibberish. Like, like dance till the sunlight. Like it's just like everybody's on ecstasy, but there's this one that starts just like, what is the sun? Where does the sun go at night? It's kind of like that voice that Aqua has. It was like, come on, Barbie, let's go party. And it's like, there's just like, the, I don't know. It's like a techno dude Euro voice. And Noah and I started saying like, every morning when I wake up, before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Anyways, that is the voice. Full control. Podcast control. Ask Eliza anything. Dance into the sunset. About three people out there getting this right now. And the rest of the nurses and teachers who are my fans are like, what is she talking about? It's supposed to be a wholesome podcast. I'm in Michigan. I don't know if it's a wholesome podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one of the videos we were doing the other day when I was talking to fans, she was like, I just love that you're not dirty. And then the boyfriend goes like, she's not dirty. And I was, and I was <laughs> like, I'm not dirty. I say the F word, but it's never raunchy. And when people say it is, I'm like, oh, you just don't understand any women. Your your comedy that you put out isn't raunchy, but I feel like the your podcast a little just in terms raunchy? of what you not raunchy isn't even the raunchy right word. Raunchy is like a sloppy, slutty romp through your tits. We are marked explicit on iTunes because for of legal the F reasons. Because the F words, but we're never like we. I've never. You've never. My dog's sleeping. Yeah, you've never heard me like say like really blue stuff. I don't use the P word. I don't say- On occasion, you just go into a real weird story that you make up about like not- It's all true. No, not not like that, but like where it's like, oh, what if? And then you just, something horrible yeah, happened. Like, I, I don't know. Raunchy, you know, I'm going to say this right. Raunchy is one of those words that they apply to like lounge acts that women do. Like it's raunchy. Uh, say, I feel the same way about the word opinionated. 
it actually drives me crazy. Like this opinionated comic, you never, ever have heard a man described as opinionated. Mm -hmm. It's a word reserved. The gender of the word opinionated is female. Uh, And it's a way of being like, she's got, how about just, oh, she has thoughts. She's opinionated. Yeah. Because it's coming from the place of like, well, you got a lot of them and you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, everybody has opinions. Brash is another one. I'm just like, what? What? We should start describing men as brash. Yes, Governor Cuomo, brash. Is the president brash? Two totally different dudes, but they say what they think. You would never just, no one's ever called Donald Trump opinionated. They've just been like, that dude's a real turd. Or, that's my president. I want to be like Selena Meyer, where like you don't know what political party I stand for, but you're inherently a bad person. No, I don't want to be like that. Mm. Kick it. All right. We have an interesting first question. By the way, your little groan just now is part of my bottom of the cob. You'll see. (laughs) Me? Yeah, just the tone of it. You'll see. It's not you directly, but it has to do with you. With that groan, not you. Not me. I just did. But also you. Okay. You are my bottom of the cob. Okay. Well, let's get through this first. I'll just be over here. Wait. We got (laughs) to... We got an interesting question that I've been pondering and dying to talk to you about. You can't okay? do that. You can't enjoy them. You can't savor the questions well, beforehand. Well, this one specifically I like added to my document and then I was like, oh, I wonder what. Okay, so here's the deal. No, you don't. It's just you this pad with scribbles don't. on it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe 
for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, Micah dot sings says in my document, Micah dot sings. Hey, Eliza and Emily, my dog's previous owner wants him back, and I don't know what to do. Here's the story. Oh my god! About five years ago, a friend of mine decided he's getting a dog. I used to hang out with him a lot and love the dog like he was my own. Whenever my friend would travel, he would leave the dog with me one time for three weeks, and I loved it. Then. Four years ago, I moved to a different state and I tried to stay friends with him, but was, it was hard to keep in touch. I was still talking to some of our other friends and about a year ago, they told me that part of the reason why he doesn't keep in touch with anyone is that he started smoking crack and got in trouble with hookers and drug dealers. His business is losing money and he owes money to a lot of people. An American tale. <laughs> and was even in jail once. Our friends tried to make him go to rehab, but he left after a week and didn't want to even try to get better anymore. I have family where he lives, and I was visiting them last September and decided to call him and see if I can help somehow. He was happy I called and asked me to come visit. I walked into his once beautiful apartment that now looks like the crack house that it is, dirty and almost no furniture. My friend looked awful, as you can imagine. And then I saw the dog sitting on a filthy towel in the corner. His fur was matted. He was dirty and shivering and barely moved. So then I tried to convince my friend to go back to our country to go to rehab and be with his family and get a fresh start. Yeah, I guess they're from somewhere else. And said, I will take care of the dog. I also made it clear that it's not babysitting, it's adopting. And he agreed. He flew back to our country, went to rehab, and now is trying to build his life again. Recently, he started calling and texting me about how depressed he is and needing his dog back. Meanwhile, the dog is having the best, my dog is having the best time of his life. He's happy and healthy with me. I'm planning to take him with me when I go visit my family in a couple months. And I don't know whether I should tell my friend or keep it a secret and kill our friendship. If he knew I'm there with the dog, he would want him back. But he doesn't have the money to fly him back to him now or provide any care for the dog. So I know my dog will not be happy with him. Also, he's probably traumatized from living in a crack house. I'm so worried. I don't want to give up my baby, but I know what it is to love him. He's the best dog ever. And if I was my friend, I'd be depressed too. Then again, I did not get myself in trouble and didn't do drugs like he did. I'm torn and upset while trying to work on documents for my dog to be able to fly. Sorry, it's so long and unorganized. Thank you. Love you all. That's a tough one. It's so tough. But also, I don't think your friend is depressed because the dog isn't there. You know, he's probably depressed for like chemically imbalanced reasons. Um, Is his life totally back together? It's kind of like not up to you to judge. Like you can have your dog back, you know, like even if his life is totally back together, like the dog has a new home now. Oh my goodness. Tiny little white dog. Um, If it truly was an understanding, you're also asking a drug addict to agree to something like a drug addict will probably agree to like, yeah, there's purple dragons everywhere. Time has no meaning when I'm eating pizza. Like, is it, was it, you should have made some sort of contract, but if, if, if it truly, he was like, yeah, you're adopting the dog, please take him. You know, you're not a daycare. Right. Uh, this happens a lot in our 
foster care system. This actually happened to a very good friend of mine. They fostered three kids and I'm sorry, they adopted three kids or in the process of it. And then out of nowhere, this like random grandma was like, we want them back. And the mom showed up. She was like, yeah, like she was just like using them. And you're like, oh, I opened up my heart and financial resources and you just came and grabbed them when it was convenient for you. Mm -hmm. I vote you keep the dog. What's important is that the dog is safe and happy. And if you're saying you had the agreement, it's kind of like, well, that's what it is. And you have the resources to take care of it. But then again, also dogs don't need that much to be happy. Like you see homeless people with dogs all the time and people are like, oh, that dog, that dog's loving his life. He's outdoors all the time. He's getting fed. He's getting to hang out with its owner. Dogs just, you know, dogs just want to be around their owners and get food and be told that you love them. So your dog doesn't need special costumes and bones that have fire hydrants drawn on them. John Vu, quit sniffing that rug. She's doing something. Uh, so if I had to pick, I guess I would pick you keep the dog. I think so because he did, it wasn't any trickery on your part. He said, yes, this is an adoption. You take the dog. I can't take yeah. care of it. He cannot take care of it. You even said at one point, like he doesn't have the money to like feed the dog or home. Like, so then that's He that. can't take care of himself. He can't take care of this dog. And and I would just, by the way, it's enough with the friend already. You might lose the friendship. And that's you, fine. That's, There's it is so what it many is. other, fr- I mean, are you from like Caspiar? like the tiniest country in the world and there's no one else. Like there's other friends, there's other country. Like it's it's enough with that friend. Yeah. Uh, this isn't, you should of course want to support your friends and everything, but you know, you watch that show Intervention, people write those letters that are like, your behaviors affect me in the following ways and if you don't get help, I'm out of here. And this is not your relative. This is not your best friend. This is not even that close of a friend. It seems like they don't totally have it together. You don't need this person in your life. How do you feel about when she goes back to this guy's area, letting him see the dog? I think that's no, really I think tricky. that's weird. I don't no, think it's I just a good would idea. Be done. It's weird. You know what? I don't know what I would do, but since you're asking my advice, if I had to pick, I would just keep the dog. Yep. And uh, he's not, th- I'm the depressed without him. It's like, well, you got along fine without it. And you, and I don't know. He doesn't have the resources to have a dog. Yeah. It's like kind of not up for you to judge, but since you are judging, keep the dog. Yeah. At least the dog will be he happy. He gave you the dog. The dog will be happy. The dog looks Give me very the happy dog. in your pictures. You look unhappy. Give me the dog. <laughs> I'll provide for it. So many gifts. Now there was kind of uh, another version of the situation on Reddit the other day on Am I the Asshole where somebody found a dog who was matted oh my God. and sick. Am I the asshole is like ask Eliza anything. It basically is. Almost. It's the same it letters. It basically is. <gasps> and God, I'm suing. They found this dog that was matted. They went and scanned it for chips. It didn't have any. So the shelter's like, look, if no one claims it in a week, it's your dog. The person adopts the dog, has it for nine months. It's their support dog, blah, blah, blah. A woman sees pictures of this dog that is apparently a show dog, very specific breed, very distinct markings. Why was and she it all goes, gross and matted then? Her home burned down and oh, the God. dog ran away <gasps> while they were escaping you the home. You have a show dog that didn't have a chip? The chip thing is weird, but the dog escaped, made it like across the country, so was matted and sick. It hadn't been from abuse. You it was from it like, you so this person is like, I've had this dog for seven no, months and I can't, I, and I could never live without it. And everybody's like, okay, but this woman had the dog for five years and then her home burned down. No. She, you need to give her, you the, give dog her the dog back. back. And this person just has not replied. There's just hundreds of comments like, you, you are the, the asshole, back. give the dog back. The, it wasn't, the person didn't give it away. It was a mistake. The yes. dog ran away. No, of During course you have to give fire. it back. No, you got, if yeah. it's true, which I, which I doubt it is. Who knows on Reddit? I doubt that's true. But, but it's, I just, that story just came up a couple of days ago. So I don't know what everyone's doing with their dogs. 
It's like, that's like saying like, I found a wallet. Oh, well, the owner didn't claim it in enough time so I can keep this wallet. And you're like, yeah, but if you put it out there that you're, the, that this wallet, like you have this right. person's wallet, uh, that reminds me of my neighbor in the Daily Harvest delivery box. Oh my God. Have, have we you- talked about this? I don't think so. We talked about it, but I don't think we've talked about it with the collective. Okay. Here's what it is. Okay. Um, I have a neighbor who for over a week was letting packages pile up all up his stairs. And I started to get nervous. I was like, this person's dead. So many packages up the stairs that you need to take to get into your house. I understand we're all in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, but even if you're not leaving your house, like it's a little weird. Um, in addition to that, he had a uh, a delivery sitting on the driveway mm-hmm. of what I assume was meat because of the brand that was being delivered. And mm-hmm. it sat there for a week and a half, just rotting. And there was like a, like a spout that was dripping onto it, like the package. So that's like some animal died to be a product you purchased and you just let it rot out there. Mm-hmm. Then Daily Harvest, which is a sponsor of our podcast, which is delicious, which is how I knew what it was. A box of it was delivered and somebody put the Daily Harvest down and then set the rotting dog delivery meat rotting. on t- It's not dog delivery meat, it's dog food on top of the daily harvest. I'm like, so someone is interacting. This is distracting, stop it. So someone is interacting with these packages and it's just sitting there. And I know that daily harvest is picked at peak freshness. And I know that when it's delivered to you, it's delivered with um, like the cooling blocks. Or cooling blocks. Like there's, yeah. it's, it's in a frozen thing, but it doesn't keep forever. It's like 24 hours or something. And it's sitting there and I see it the night before and I was like, he doesn't have his daily harvest. And I'm looking at all of his packages and my old neighbor was like, you should have the cops come by and do a wellness check because I thought he was dead. Yeah. That many packages. And keep in mind, I saw the guy leave at one point, days before, which literally means he literally stepped over the dog food packages, left everything and was like, money means nothing to me. So I said to my husband, I was like, if he doesn't pick up that daily harvest tomorrow, I'm taking it in. Next morning I wake up, Daily Harvest not there. We run into another neighbor. I'm like, do you know if he's dead? They're like, oh. Wait, the Daily Harvest wasn't there? It was still there. Okay, you said not. Another neighbor, oh, was like, oh, I'll text him. And I was like, okay, because he's got a lot of perishable items. She's like, I know. This guy just orders. This is the kind of guy that would like Postmate a cup of coffee. Yeah, you've talked about him. That aspect of it. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. But also, I'm not saying anything mean or wrong. Anyway, I left a note. I went and I picked up the day. The dog food thing was gone. I don't know who did what with that. I actually may have still been there at the time. Uh, I picked up the Daily Harvest. I wrote a note. I left it on their door. And I said, your Daily Harvest needs to be refrigerated. I took it in. And I just put my address. I'm like, your neighbor. I didn't say my name. Um, He never came and got it. I gave you two of them. One. I gave you one of them. Because I had it for so long. I had it for like two days. Yeah. And I had left a note. He had seen the note. He had picked up his other packages. Um. So it's kind of like I had decided it was mine because it was perishable and yeah. I'm not your post office. Like I wrote you a note. Yeah. I decided. And anyways, eventually two weeks later, my husband saw, saw him. He was like, we have your daily harvest. And the guy like didn't say thank you. And Noah just gave it back to him. I think he was like embarrassed. But oh. the point is I gave you, I, I need you to give me back that daily harvest. I gave Do you want me. me to bring it over? Do you still have it? So it's that thing where it's like, if you're holding on to it, I think there's like weird rules, but. 
you should keep that dog. However, the person whose house burned down, they got to give that dog back. Yes, but Mika sings, Mika sings, you are you, you are giving that dog a it's good It's weird, life. but if I had to pick, I would say you keep the dog. Yes, it is a complicated situation. Kick it. Eliza, baby arm, tofu. Hello. I am a younger department manager who acquired a former manager last year. For the most part, we complimented each other. Had that manager run away from a fire and like you found them and groomed them? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't have a, like a real job, so I don't know. You want to read it again? Hello, Hello I am a younger department manager who acquired a former manager last year. Okay, so you, there's like a redundancy. So there's like, just keep reading. For the most part, we complement each other's work styles. Lately, it is very clear she is ready to retire as she is up in years. She is super old. And has made comments about wanting to. Her attitude is crap. She doesn't take directions well, even from head director, and goes as far as attempting- Head director. It's very- Even from head director. (laughs) We are from same country. We have dog. We share it. Goes as far as attempting to gaslight me by only acting petulant when it's just the two of us. I have confronted her respectfully about it. Isn't that gaslighting if you're just, if you're petulant? Isn't that pretty direct? Gaslighting is like, I'm not being petulant. You're being petulant. Well, I think she's petulant and then the other boss comes and she's like, we get along great. Look, okay. let me finish. This is too many hearsays. I have confronted her Don't respectfully. Yell. Don't say it louder. <laughs> I have confronted her respectfully about it. Told my boss and my boss's boss. I've even started documenting it in my notes app on my phone. Cool. Should I just ride this wave of passive aggressive nonsense off or start buying her a retirement cake and call in HR? Thank you. A very exhausted latte slinger. This is at a coffee shop? <laughs> I would assume. This woman has made enough money working at Starbucks to retire? I don't know if yeah, it's enough paying, money. No, but she's it's paying like, into you, a pension. I know yeah. how retirement works. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know. And honestly, chances are in this pandemic, you're probably just going to need to hold on to that job regardless of what's going on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could just give it right back to her. There's a couple things you could do. You can make her job so miserable that she retires. Are you sure she's retiring or do you just think she's going to? Because she's, she's a whiner. Yeah. And by the way, if you're saying stuff in front of your boss and her and it's continuing, she might just be unhappy in life. Yeah. I would find a way to just not give her any oxygen and just keep doing your job. Yeah. Ignore her. This sounds like it's not about you. It sounds like it's about her. Yeah. And just let her get fired. Let her hang herself. Or retire. Let her get out of there. Not before you get her secret off the menu ingredient list. Have you ever- Secret menu. Have you ever ordered a um like an off the menu item at Starbucks? No. Because you want to know why? Mm. Because I think it's disgusting. Here's why. Listen to me, you heathens and heretics. Um it's just repurposing of the same ingredients. It's not like they've got secret mango sauce back there. And so it's just like, oh, it's a triple unicorn shake. Well, we take a full cup of milk and put in hibiscus cooler. Why do you say milk like that? Because that's gross. And I'm paying how much for a cup of milk? Like, what are you really paying for? You're paying for the little caramel bits on the top, the little brulee bits during Christmas. It's always like you take an ounce of iced tea. These are, by the way, not ingredients you would mix normally. Like a full cup of whole milk, an ounce of black tea, frozen blueberries, and graham cracker crust from some of the Thanksgiving lattes, and you have a magical turd. It all just sounds gross. Like if you Google any of those off the menu things, it's they, none of it sounds appealing. It's just repurposed chemicals. I think I ordered one once. I went with a friend when I worked elsewhere and we got, we like both went and we're like- Is this after you left me the first time? No, before I was with you. Before your life got good. 
at the Starbucks where the crunch is. And so I went with a coworker. No one knows what that means. At the Starbucks where the crunch is. <laughs> I thought I'm, you meant where they have like crunchy bits. No. I know what you meant. And it, we went at, at the, like- Wait, can this episode be called <laughs> at the Starbucks where the crunch is? But don't capitalize crunch. Okay. I'm writing an important note down. Well, because when you said that, there used to be a coffee bean and tea leaf um, like on third- that and coffee it's had all crunches. Them, they all used to have like a flavor bar. Like after you get You've your drink, you talked about this, and I've never experienced it. People who live in LA will remember this. And you could get like cardamom powder and sea salt and like all these things, and you could do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And then they stop because it's probably a major health code violation. Although I don't know why that is, and like ketchup dispensers aren't. But now everything's a health code violation. Yeah. Now at restaurants to to do contactless delivery, you just open your mouth and they scoop food into it. And then plug, plugs up your butt. <laughs> anyway, know. if you're going to order something off the menu, go to an off time. We went at like a three or something when there was no one there. And oh, we they lurked around and too. we wait. We, exactly. They hate doing it. So we waited until like no one was in line. And then we went up and we're like, we have a very annoying request. Can we do this thing? But, but, uh, but, you know. but those drinks are already complicated. Like it's already yeah. got like a blending and a sauce and a whipped cream. So how is on the menu any more or less complicated than off the menu? Here's some things. I've just looked. The 41 best things to order. That's not a list. Those are just things to You can't do 41. That's all of them. Blackberry cobbler frappuccino. Oh, oh wait. No. I'm interested in that. <laughs> Where are the, what these are, are just the names. Here it is. Blackberry cobbler frappuccino. So it's white vanilla bean, vanilla bean cream. Jesus. Vanilla bean cream, creme, frappuccino, white mocha syrup, two pumps for, okay, and blackberries. Why do they even have blackberries? Biscotti frappuccino. It's a vanilla bean creme frappuccino. Ask your barista to blend a biscotti into your, so you're just taking things out of the cold case. You're like, I'll get uh, a bacon, an egg white sandwich blended in to a vanilla bean frappuccino. Strawberries and cream, no classic syrup, vanilla syrup, Raspberry syrup. Yeah, it's just, here's the one that grosses me out. This, um, the pink drink that everybody gets. So it's strawberry acai refresher. Acai berries, people jerk off so hard to them. It's just a lot of sugar. You're like, oh, and it's it's got vitamins in it. That it's refresher made me poop red. Yeah. Okay, well, that's because your body's shutting down. No, but- it's definitely related to that. And I was like, oh no. Are talking about blood? <laughs> no. Strawberry acai refresher, which for sure is not good for you. Coconut milk, real strawberries and blackberries. So would you normally, I mean, honestly, I guess that sounds fine. I would drink this, but again, I would never ask for it. I cannot stand to go up and make it complicated. I just can't do it. Oh, that do part it. doesn't bother me. Passion iced tea, soy milk, vanilla Gross. syrup, berries. These things aren't so disgusting. It just feels, oh, here's yeah. one. Cake batter frappuccino. <gasps> Vanilla bean creme. A lot of these are the vanilla bean creme frappuccino, which is just a bunch of, you may as well just eat a pint of ice cream. Yeah. One pump hazelnut syrup. Nobody wants that. And ask your barista to add one Starbucks birthday cake pop into the blender. <laughs> Go to a 1950s diner. Okay, last one. Last one. This one's gross. Apple pie frappuccino. Oh. Half a cup milk. Half a cup of milk. Great. I love milk. These drinks are like $5 and half of it is just a cup of milk. No yep. tasting mouth nip. <laughs> May nip. Remember May nip? That was, I think, our very first ever episode. Half cup milk, half cup apple juice. When you were a kid, did you ever mix milk and apple juice? No. It's actually kind of tasty. Okay. Two oh. pumps cinnamon, two pumps caramel syrup, add ice and blend. That's disgusto. 
Apple and cinnamon are cold time treats. That's when you, you eat them when it's cold outside. So making it a refreshing cold thing, it's supposed to be something warm that doesn't go. It's unholy and the devil is mad. I don't like mm. that. Well, the devil's pumped. One pump devil. <laughs> Two pumps prayer. Hi, Liza and Emily. I have a question. You're talking about something. Not, Anyways, nothing. secret off the menu. Oh yeah, tell your coworker to go make you a triple pump birthday cake, quinceanera supreme, and see if that occupies the better part of her afternoon. That cake pop, though, is it great. It's gross. It's ice cold. The cake is not moist. I have, it is I moist. don't eat anything out of that cold case other than the sandwiches because they heat them up, and on the road, it's like a clutch move if you can't find food. Hi, Liza and Emily. I have a question. Are there any hobbies you would be interested in taking up if you knew you'd always have free time to do slash work on them? I know quarantine is letting some of us have a bit more spare time. However, this will not be forever and you'll eventually go back to being busy on the road. So therefore, this is, of course, hypothetical. Um, uh, thanks, Liza. Please give Tianfu's donut hole a squeeze. Say hi to Snoky, And always remember, tasty times call for chuggable wines. Best yeah, catchphrase to come out of this period of time. Love you guys. No problem. Uh, kiss your dog on the butthole. That's what that sounded like. I did Give her butthole like squeeze. Um, I've always, wa- I think learning Arabic would be valuable. Chinese just seems impossible. Um, I've always wanted to take a class on like etymology. That's like the study of words. You know, it's like you want to do a class. I think Shakira got like a degree in something while we were doing this. She just did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so of course, from my highest light, I'd like that, but I mean, I'd rather, rather just be imbued with the knowledge of another language. I could always bone up on my Espanol so I could finally speak in like future and past tense. Mm-hmm. Um, pero yeah, I mean, I've started running. I'm not, I don't have time for hobbies cause I enjoy my work so much. I ordered, oh, by the way, where is it? A paint by number of my dog's face eight weeks ago. What? It comes when it comes. Call them. I ordered this at the beginning of the quarantine, just like everyone else on the on Instagram. They are straight up just like, look. <laughs> then they shouldn't advertise if you're not prepared to handle this. They advertised, and if you had read when purchasing, they told you what? That it could take eight plus weeks. It's enough already. I want my money I'm back. Just telling I ordered you. two. I know. <laughs> I went all in. I am in a Facebook group where literally I check in and people are like, I ordered mine on February 5th and I just got it. Listen so to me. So I'm keeping an eye to see like when it should be. Well, that's your bullshit. Turn. Because they made it like, here's a great thing to a pandemic. I also didn't order oil paints because I thought the kit would come with them. It comes with it. I have a dearth of pine cones in my backyard and I wanted to start painting them. Like, Why? Because I feel I could paint them beautifully and people would want them in their homes. Don't make a face. I will adorn them with gems and Ew. it'll be my own thing. And I've also ordered uh, off the Wish app, which is a huge mistake. You really shouldn't be buying these things from China. I didn't realize that until after. Uh, friendship bracelet kit. I'm like, I'm going to make my own friendship bracelets. But then that shit for will who? come. I don't, what does that mean? Like who? for myself, not for you, obviously. I wanted like little craft things, but now that they're not here, I'm just, I'm not watching any more TV except for my top of the cops coming up. Uh, I think I'd like to learn a new language, but I, if you actually go try to learn the basics of Arabic, almost impossible. They use Q a lot. I didn't know that. It's really hard. I have been researching how I can acquire cheaply a rock band 
drum set for my PlayStation 4 so I can play play rock band drums by myself. That's cool. But they're all like out of print and so they're really expensive. And you I'm can't not find paying. it on like a used Reddit thread? I, I have to get in a Reddit next, but on eBay it's like two to three hundred dollars and they're like it might not work. Nope, and nope. also it doesn't come up with the with the game, which is sixty dollars. So that's a project I'm working on. You're not doing it for a raise anytime soon. I'm not, but I need to maybe if I get it in pieces and assemble it myself. Also 3D printing, again, expensive to start. It's expensive to buy a 3D printer. Exactly. It's expensive to buy it, but then theoretically you could make all your own things and never need anyone else. I find that aimlessly scrolling through Instagram takes up hours during the day. So that you should be set. And then it's time to go to bed. Then it's time to do Don't Panic Pantry and go to bed. Mm -hmm. Kissing your dog right on the mouth. Did she leave? I don't know. I can't see. Okay. I thought I just saw her drive by. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. All right, Ash, at Ash Bringer, in honor of your wedding anniversary, I have a wedding question. Fine. <laughs> My little sister is getting married in October. Let me write this down, little sister. I am 30 October. and the maid of honor, she is 26. And she's being really bratty about our parents' monetary contribution to her wedding. 
She's also frustrated that my mom has been feeling weird about her asking for cash at the ceremony, i.e. putting a request for cash in the invitation for the honeymoon instead of gifts in the wedding invitations. My mom called recently uh, afraid she was being old-fashioned, and I told her I didn't think she was. Asking for straight-up cash also seems icky to me. Mm. And I told her about honey funds, which she thought was kind of cool, and understood that my sister and her fiancé don't necessarily need things since they've been living together for a while. Yeah. My sister recently still started bitching to me about how she was frustrated with how little money our parents have contributed versus how much her new in-laws contributed. Mm. Our parents are not rich. And honestly, they give a lot. Plus, they've both given us so much money. Her even more because she was a hot mess until about two years ago. Oh my God, that's so funny. (laughs) Should I just let her vent and not say anything? I am very close to my mom and have a really hard time with my sister trashing her. Like they paid off Interpol and got you extradited back to the United States. Um, Listen- Couple things. The hot mess thing, I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know. Um, it's always a, it's always an indelicate thing to talk about money and what one parent's giving the other. I could understand if your parents had paid, like if you had gotten married and your parents had given you like 10 grand and then your sister, they were like, here's a dollar, go fuck yourself. So there's that. But if your parents don't have a lot of money, I think your sister's being, I hate the term bridezilla, but everybody pays for what they can. Yeah. Um, there's being stingy for no reason, which I've for sure seen. Um, but if they're giving what they can, the hot mess stuff, irrelevant. You don't like invest in a child and be like, well, we paid for your private school. Therefore we don't have to pay for something else. But if they're giving what they can, also no one's really under an obligation to pay for anything. Your sister seems very financially focused. Like it's all about the money. You should want a couple things and here's why. You want to look back at like a gorgeous dish or something and you remember the person that gave it to you. You're going to spend all that money on like drinks on your honeymoon and like drugs at La Farmacia and you're going to, it'll all be so fleeting. Honey fund is a really classy way of asking for money. like a Zola. The problem is they do take a percentage of it for doing that. Unless you're in an Italian wedding where they just give you money in an envelope. There's no problem with just asking for honey fund, truly. Um, but your sister sounds like she needs to like chill out about the finances. I do wonder if it's the, the way that she's talking about it, the way that the sister sounds. I wonder if it's less that they're asking for the money and how they're asking for it. Like if they're just like, come to the wedding, also give us money as opposed to what you're supposed to do, which is like, here's a website that has all the info for registry directions. Like you don't just go, hey, are you coming? And also give me money. Like you have that's to what phrase it, sounds it a like. little more delicately. Yeah. And I wonder if that's the divide here in that, it's not bad to do money instead of Mm-mm. gifts, but but it's all how you present it. Also, you know, what your mom could do is just pull a mom move and be like, your father and I shan't be attending. You've hurt our feelings and let the sister come crawling back. It Shit. doesn't sound like she's going to be able to come to Jesus with you talking about it. Um, she is just sounding a li- like a little bratty and a little awful. Uh, I think if your mom straight up was just like, we can't afford to pay you what they can and- we've given you all that we can and we're sorry if that isn't enough for you. Like there's gotta be some language where the sister realizes she's being a bitch. Yeah. Um, And that's so unfortunate. You know, maybe if she asks for you to pay for something, for them to pay for something specifically versus just giving cash, like, hey, would you pay for the DJ? Like, is there something that you can contribute? You like know that you did that. Yeah. I paid for my wedding, but both of my parents each paid for a specific thing which I thought was really nice because I it was like a tangible thing versus just like, here's some some dollars. So maybe ask your sister, like I'll sit down and be like, what is it that you want? Is it just that she is embarrassed because the husband's family paid for more? Is it that she just wants everything paid for? 
Is she poor and afraid that she, you know, like get to the root of this. Yeah. Because financial things run very deep. It is tough. It's tough to talk about. It's tough to talk about, but it seems like you're going to have to. Otherwise, your family's going to crumble. Well, what about in terms of she really is close with her mom, but her sister wants to vent to her, and she feels bad about that. You so just, should she let her sister vent and maybe just kind of softly take the mom's side? Yeah, or just, it's also not your problem, and she needs to— she'll look back on this and be like, wow, I was a real B, but um, your mom could also just fake being ill, and uh, that'll put things in perspective real quick. Kick it. Right. Kick it. Kick it over to me. Oh, another wedding question. Why? Hey, Liza and Co. I've only been married once. Oh, I've only been like This is specifically about you. Love the pod. Love all your shows. Watch Don't Panic Pantry whenever I can. On your wedding anniversary episode, you're talking about your wedding ring. And when I rewatched the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show, I noticed you were wearing a gorgeous ring in some of the sketches. Is that your actual ring or just a prop? That's, it's both. It's my actual ring and it looks like a prop because it's so beautiful. (laughs) I kept it on. It's also very difficult to take off. So I just kept it on. Uh, The, look at that. Make it nice. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing a gorgeous set of tacky fake nails from like CVS. Hmm. Uh, But the ring is real. Kick it. Okay. Kick it. Senor Sargento. Hey, Liza. I'm a big fan and love everything about you. I want to offer free dog walking services to my neighbors in my apartment complex. Oh, I thought you meant to me. I was like, you can't. Because I noticed a few dogs don't get the exercise they Mm -hmm. need. But my dog, a chihuahua mix, doesn't get along with other dogs. I don't want to hurt my dog's feelings, but I want to help out the other dog. Should I offer my services or continue to focus on my own dog? Thanks for any advice. Both. You can normalize your dog around other dogs. Bring your dog. Um, walk small dogs with small dogs. You can always walk a golden retriever with any dog because they don't do anything. You can do both. You can absolutely offer that. Also, your dog can chill out for 10 minutes or come, but your dog should learn to be cool. Uh, Tian Fu is a bully and she growls at every dog. But the second I say, all right, come over here and meet that dog, she immediately stops. So her bark is way bigger than her bite. It also has to do with normalizing your dog and having the dog, the more the dog's around other dogs, the less protective they get and the less aggressive. Um, and because your dog is small, you can afford to do that. If you had a gigantic gnashing Rottweiler, I'd be like, no, figure it out with a trainer. But, but if that's it, a nice thing to offer. If it really does stress your dog out, you know, take your dog on a walk, put him home, go take out some of those other dogs. Yeah, or put your dog in a backpack and be like, you have no rights. You're coming with me. Okay. Oh, Eliza. Firstly, thanks for being funny AF and making my long drives to work the best. Seriously, you rock my socks. So here's my cue. Thank you. I had a roommate who was my best friend in high school. Long story short, Leave she him. was the worst. Done. Next question. Yada, yada. Get over it. I know I probably wasn't perfect, but this girl would seriously use all my dishes. And I mean literally all of them. I had to hide a clean plate in my room just to have one. And anytime I've asked, she couldn't because she has ADHD. And that means room- if I asked it's her- It's a roommate? No. Yeah. To do something, she can't do it. So I moved out. Of course, my name was on all the utilities. So for the last month, utilities- I tell her I'll come pick them up. She can leave the money under the rug on the porch. No text. I drive an hour to come get it to only find a note that says, you'll get the money when I get my stimulus check. I hate confrontation. Should I just suck it up and let it go and be out over $150 or should I say something? Be out, be done, goodbye. But but, but if be out, get your name off the utilities. Get your name off the utilities. You can't pay the utilities for eternity. No, you can't. Be out. Get that switch. Take the lesson. I, one time, these people shall remain nameless. I was, I am friends with a comic who had a girlfriend who I became friends with and she, he broke up with her and she and I had become friends and we had become really good friends. And this was years ago uh, and she needed money. And so I just gave her a blank check 
And I, she wasn't going to write. check. Because if I gave you a blank check, you're like, I need help. You wouldn't take advantage of it. You'd write a responsible amount. Mm. Which, if, this is an immature thing. By the way, I wouldn't do this now. I was like 26. Okay. 28. Okay. Maybe 30. Um, <laughs> Yesterday. But I gave it to her and she wrote, a, the amount was fine. It was, a, it was like a couple hundred more and then just ghosted. And this is someone that like had come over to my house. Like we yeah. were friends. And I even talked to the comic that we had. I was like, by the way, like that was X amount of dollars. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh. And I was like, oh, that's right. You date garbage. That's cool. It sucked. It hurt. But I just got over it. It's worth more. Your sanity and peace of mind and moving on is worth more than the actual dollar amount. Because you're not going to get it. This girl sounds awful. Yeah. By the way, ADHD as an adult, as an excuse, just means you don't want to do something. So whatever. Yeah, I, it's a thing where it, it could it's probably legitimate, but guess what? You're an adult, so you need to get a handle on it, whether that's medication or coping or whatever. For, forget that stupid di- forget the ADHD. It's it's bullshit. Not that it's bullshit, but like that is an excuse is insane. Uh you drove an hour. That's an hour of your precious time. $150 in the grand scheme of things. I know it seems like a lot. I don't know what kind of job you have. Move on. Maybe one day she'll do the right thing and pay you back. Take care of yourself, get your name off that stuff. Take it as you paid for a life lesson and move on. Yeah, get your name off it. In not in this instance necessarily, but in giving money to people, I think you you, you have, have to, to expect be, to not get it back. You always have to be prepared to not get it back. Be pleasantly always. surprised if she pays you back. Yeah, and be done. That's yeah. it. She needs to check on where her stimulus check is. That's just get out of that situation. She sounds like a liar. Yeah. All right. Kick it. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Sweet Tofu. I'm having sweet, s- sweet tofu. I'm having some difficulty with a cousin and need your advice. I have lived in the same city as cousin A for 12 years. She's very emotionally needy, and I've probably given her more support than any other person in my life, other than my five-year-old son who needed me to survive. I even hid my dish. She's involved in her church friend group with whom she spends 90% of her free time. Mm-hmm. I'm continually asking her to spend time together, but she's always busy with them and she never reaches out to me to spend time or to see how I'm doing. We have talked about her making them a priority over me and how that upsets me multiple times over 12 years, but there has never been a change in her behavior and I've finally had it. We had yet another disagreement about me wanting her in my life and her indifference to it, and she hasn't spoken to me since. Her sister, cousin B, Recently moved to town and we are much closer as she makes time for me and I cherish our time together. But the two of them will always be close and B tries to include A in our hangout so she doesn't feel left out. But I can tell A has a level of disdain for me that I just don't need in my life. She won't speak directly to me and she's on her phone most of the time. I don't want to put B in the middle and I know she'll choose her sister over me, but I still want to see B. How do I navigate having cousin B in my life but not A? Just see B. Yeah, B invite. Just see B. I hate when people invite someone else to hang out. <laughs> it is it is weird. You like a small hang. I do like a small hang. If you can you say like B, I want to spend time with you. I want us I want one-on-one time with you. That I, really is meaningful well, to me. Know, My love language is right. spending time together. Take it easy. Take it easy. Get your own show. Take it easy. First of all, I think and look, not every family's this way, not every person. I can't even say that I always follow my own advice, but I think the truth will always set you free. I don't, I think people will always benefit from like, let's all three meet, get it out on the table. Um, A sounds really immature and selfish. And I think you're a little upset because you gave of yourself so selflessly for so long. However, she's not under any obligation to spiritually pay you back. She may not like you. 
I'm not saying you're a bad person, but sometimes people just don't vibe. I've had people in my life that I'm like, I don't know why this person doesn't want to hang out. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like, why doesn't Eliza want to be my friend? Sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, you hang out with B. If B cares about you, she'll understand like, yeah, me, her and my sister don't really get along. Never make B choose. No. And you be neutral. A wants yeah. to come along. Don't feed it, it any, uh, any energy. Yeah. So you can, it's really distracting when you're on your phone. I'm gathering the next question. I know, but you should have done that before. You're the producer. And now I'm just like talking at you and you're not looking at me. I'm listening no, to you. No, it's not the same. You can't do both. I can't do both. I'm Maybe gathering the newest questions. That's all I'm saying. And you have other friends. You have other, I think you feel a little hurt and embarrassed. I think that's what it is that you want to hang out. You feel a little rejected. But why would you want to hang out with someone who isn't capable of reciprocating? So you know what? Let her come along. Let her sit there on her phone and you and B will have fun. They can be sisters. And you don't have to hang out with her. How do you feel about her saying to be how she feels like, you know, it hurts my feelings that when you invite A and she comes, she won't speak to me directly. She won't address me. She only talks to you. It makes me really upset. Have it out. Yeah. Hash it out. Tell B like why so that B doesn't just think that you're like being difficult. Yeah. Because it'll become like you versus her. And like you said, the sister will always just have it. It hurts. Let's all just get together. Be like, I don't. Here's what you do neutralize it. Be like, I don't have a problem with you. Mm-hmm. I want you to be happy. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I just want moving forward, like it to be cool. Yeah. Like if you come from the highest light of, I just want this to be cool. We don't have to hang out or say nothing and just let her be on her phone and have fun with B and let her A want to include herself. Yeah. But you feel hurt because you feel you were a very good friend to her and she's not paying it back mm-hmm. and she's never going to be. It's, it's like a guy a girl dating guy. And she's like, I just keep saying I love you and I'm always there for him. And he never, there. like he's never going to love you in the way that you want. She's never going to be as good of a friend to you as you were to her. Mm. You need to mourn that fact and move on. Mm. Or leave the country. No family for you. Go somewhere else. Make new family. All right, anonymous. Hi, Eliza, baby arm, and our Lord and Savior, Chan Fu. <laughs> my question is less of I need advice question and more of I'd like to clear my conscience question. Well, that's not a question. My husband and I- That's li- a statement masquerading as a question. And this isn't a ball. My husband and I live in on-campus apartments while he's attending seminary. We live on the first floor with our three-year-old Husky, and we have upstairs neighbors who have two very loud dogs. Husky They're- baby or dog? Okay. (laughs) Just like a fat baby. Do you see Marie Kondo's baby? It's the same size as her. That's really funny. Spark (laughs) of joy. Giant spark of joy. It's ironic that for a woman that maximizes space, a baby takes up so much space. Her baby is taking up all the space and oxygen in her home. My cousin Brett was a 12-pound baby. (laughs) That's too big. We live on the first floor with our three-year-old Husky and we have upstairs neighbors who have two very loud dogs. They're constantly running around and being loud. And if we even open the front door, they're barking out on the balcony. Now, I wouldn't really care, but our dog gets overexcited when she hears them. They've apologized, but have done nothing to quiet them down. In the same way, I'm very loud during sex. I could be quieter, but it just what? takes some of the fun away, you know? So oh my, my question God. is, do you think it equals out? That's really funny. Uh... I mean... You know what? If the neighbors aren't complaining, then I think it's all in your head. Yeah. Neighbors aren't saying anything, then kudos to the balls on them if they're like, well, you fuck loud. Now, which (laughs) church is your husband going to? Right. We'll see you on Sunday, hooker. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Look at this baby. (laughs) A 
That's a big. She's also <laughs> she's Marie a Kondo very small woman. Is actually a legal dwarf. Did you know that? No. She's three foot six. No, she's <laughs> her babies. Okay, well that's cool for a podcast. Her baby is the same width as her. Everybody Google Marie Kondo baby. <laughs> you want to fuck real loud? That's fine. Yeah. It translates to dog noises. Maybe you sound, because huskies make very specific noises because they like sing. They're like, is that what you sound like? Maybe that's what she sounds like. And they're thinking, oh, wow, their dog's super loud. I'm sure they won't mind if our dogs are barking on the patio. So film yourself having sex. Send us the audio. No one's trying to see that visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And we will tell you. Don't send it to us. No. Seminary school. No. See, this is why people think you're a raunchy comedian. This isn't raunchy. The question was about your soliciting sex tapes. No, I'm, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Hey, Eliza. I'm really I sorry for the relationship question, but I really admire who you are as a person and Things would like your honest opinion. I, a 20-year-old woman, was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, but have been practicing for about five years now. Who, by the way, because I was on the PCH on our anniversary driving up, they have a building like right on the beach. I haven't been practicing. Okay, Jehovah's Witnesses But so do? does Chabad House. I think personally, it's bullshit when religious institutes have beautiful plots of land in like coveted areas. Yeah. Chabad is like the size of a Baskin Robbins and the Jehovah's Witness thing was pretty big. And I was like, really? There are that many? You got, if you're serving the Lord. You don't need to look at the dolphins. This no. goes for any religion. Like yeah. back it up into a suburban area. Yep. Get off the beach. Yep. Okay, so I have not, not paying been- taxes on all that sweet, sweet land. All right. Raised as Jehovah's Witness, have not been practicing for about five years now. Because of how I was raised, I've never been able to just date for the hell of it. I only date someone if I see a future with them. For some more context, Jehovah's Witnesses normally date for six to eight months, then get engaged and are married a year later. Because of this, I don't want a super long dating period. Uh, I wonder what people are doing. What? Either get married or move. Oh, over five years, and I wonder what people are doing. Either get married or move on. Whenever I've expressed this before in past relationships, I've had my partner respond that that's unrealistic and the five years is too short. Am I wrong for feeling this way or am I justified in having this belief? How old are you? 20? Hope you all are doing well. 20. Okay, look. First of all, for those of you who are are listening, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses also don't celebrate Birthdays, birthdays, Christmas, any holiday, and they don't salute the flag. Like there's no like false idols. Like it's a very, I had a friend who's a Jehovah's Witness and, and growing up, um, her mom would always make her Uncrustables before they were Uncrustables. Her mom would just cut off the crust and I would, she would always bring me some and That's she would nice. do my math homework. And what I got out of the gig was that I got to eat sandwiches. So really I was the cooler one. Anywho, we were friends though. Um, weirdly, I remember the name of her dad's company, which is so weird. Uh, the point is, religion aside, any sort of conservative, it's a sect of Christianity. Um, that's not an uncommon, an unpopular opinion, but you are 20. So chances are a lot of the boys you're meeting now aren't going to want to get be tied down. Your 20s, you know, my whole act is about this, about going out and having fun and doing stuff. It's totally okay to be more conservative. And it, there's nothing wrong uh, I don't think a lot of people date for the hell of it. That's a lot of time and energy. We all date someone secretly hoping like, oh, this could be the one. Yeah. So I think you're a little myopic in your view of what that is, given how um, how cloistered, I guess, your upbringing was. It's okay to date someone and just kind of see where it goes, but secretly hope it goes somewhere. It's okay to want to be married. I would mm-hmm. just encourage you to date 
with a shrewd eye looking for the right person. But, you know, you might think they're the right person for eight months and then it turns out they're not. Yeah. I don't think you've dated enough to really get that. I understand what you're saying about like five years, but a lot of people date for a while because, you know, you've got your life takes you in different directions or maybe he's out of town or you're Mm -hmm. in school or you don't have the money to get married. Usually it's not, we're just dating for the hell of it for five years. There's usually extenuating circumstances. Also five years for someone that's 20 is a quarter of their life. Yeah. So she's like, oh my God, that's so long. It's not It seems long to you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be with someone, but you will, I promise you, you will date someone and several months in, you'll be like, this isn't the one and that's okay. And you learn a little bit more about yourself. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to date someone, hoping to form like a spiritual bond versus just for the fun of it. There's nothing wrong with not wanting to have sex with people casually. Like that is up to you. But I just want you to make sure that you're doing what's right for you and that you're as spiritually fulfilled as possible. Because one thing that religion does do is it slut shames women uh, out of exploring themselves sexually and what they want in someone. And then you end up with this like dude with like an acorn penis and you're like, he cheats on me, but the Lord sent him. That's bullshit. So religion aside, just make sure, um, make sure you're doing what feels right for you, but also relax on the shaming other people. We we all secretly think horrible things about people and their choices, but the older you get, the more you'll realize um, how wrong your opinions are. And then you become like 37, you get a podcast and you're like, oh, fuck, I know it all. Even if they say it's raunchy, which it isn't. Raunchy is like a sloppy tit, like drunken time. It's raunchy. Come play up my skirt. I keep thinking of like a saloon dancer. Like she's raunchy Rita. Hey, boy. Anonymous. Hey, guys. Okay. I've been asking myself all day if I'm being a jerk. So I thought I would ask the world's foremost experts on social graces. Thank you. Here's the situation. My parents had planned on visiting from out of town for Mother's Day. This was BC. I says before COVID. I didn't think it meant before Christ. <laughs> so I offered to host a lunch and invited my husband's parents as well. I had also planned on inviting his sister, 50s and single, and her daughter, 20s, single with two kids under five. Oh, now that we are all distancing, my parents decided not to come. We told his parents they were so welcome, but we didn't really want everyone else coming. We had not invited everyone, only and mentioned it to my in-laws. Is this a dick move? I didn't want a ton of people in our house that it would have just been his family, so I'd be cooking for all of them. My sister-in-law, her daughter, and kids tend to take up all the attention when we're together. And I just like an afternoon where it's not about their drama, but it's Mother's Day, so should I have been more gracious? Doesn't matter. No, it's don't over. let anyone come to your house. No, that's fine. You're Also, you can always take it back to you have senior citizens in your home. And you don't want anyone to get sick. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't understand that, especially a mother. By the way, you could be sick. So a mother with two children probably shouldn't want to expose, or those kids could be carrying it to the grandparents. By the way, by the time you get this, Mother's Day has very much come and gone. okay. She asked the question on Saturday. So, you know, I think it's more like, was am I being a jerk in this choice? I mean, a little bit, but it's also like, this is a health and safety thing and no one really knows the guidelines and we're all just trying. And I think it's okay to want to, it's this thing where it's like, because it's Mother's Day, somehow you have to celebrate like all kinds of mothers at all times. You are under no obligation to celebrate any mother other than your own. Mm. You don't have to call your sister who has kids. You don't have to call your friend that just had, but you can, but that's not the bond. So I think you're okay. And you can always just be like, we didn't know we were trying to do what was healthy and just blame it on that. Mm-hmm. And if they still keep bringing it up, well then guess what? Their Christmas ticket is in jeopardy. 
Hi, Eliza. Today I graduate with my master's in social work. On the eve of my virtual graduation, I was rejected from my dream job after four interviews over the course of a month. Oh, few of my you other were right job, there. Few of my what other job applications are getting responses, and the ones that are don't fit into my long-term career goals. What advice do you have? Slash could use a pep top. Thanks. Well, I don't know your financial situation, and I don't know if you can afford to just like take a knee for like a minute. Mm. I also. It's you have to just always be like, well, there's a reason for all of this. And I don't know if that's true, but it's the only way that we don't lose our minds in this universe. Some of your maybe your plans will change. You know, maybe these jobs that you are being offered, maybe that could be your dream job. Uh, maybe there's a reason. Maybe you weren't ready for the other ones or not qualified, but you gotta play with the hand you've been dealt. So if you need that job, I suggest you take one. You can always leave the job. You have to very quickly stop mourning the loss of what could have been because it never was going to be. You were never going to get that job, so maybe recalibrate. Huh. But first, celebrate the fact that you just completed a master's degree, and that's a pretty big deal. Yes. You are in the same boat as a lot of people who are graduating, but the market will open back up. You will get the job that you are meant to get. Yes, and it's I've been in that position where you get through three or four interviews and then it goes wrong and you're like, what went wrong at that point? You know what went wrong at that point? Somebody had a kid that needed a job, okay? Or And it is what it is. Or honestly, and I know this is nothing like casting, it came down to you and someone else and someone was like, eh, she's in a blue shirt. We'll pick that one. You, you, you will never know uh, and you chances are you won't ever get the feedback that you need. And a lot of times it isn't anything specific. It's this like je ne sais quoi, like, well, she seemed X, Y, and Z. But by the way, if it was a committee or just a person, it could be this intangible thing that you were, whoever got that job wouldn't have gotten another job. Like mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. interviews means you were good enough Right. And someone edged you out. That you have an impressive resume that, you you know, you, you're going to get more yeah, interviews. And I'm sure it's frustrating that right now the ones you're getting are not quite the ones you want. But right now is just, it's a tough job market. You're in the running for things. Nobody calls someone back four times because they're like, you got to get a look at this girl. She's an idiot. <laughs> right. Unless it's like American Idol. Yeah. So you can ask for the feedback at your own peril, but I suggest you just move forward reinvigorated, confident in the fact that you have this uh, a high degree uh, in the field that you want to work in and you will find the right job. Mm-hmm. Master's degree sounds so hard. It does. Oof. Are you ready for your top and bottom of the cop? It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. My top of the cob is in an effort to It's less about, it's saving money, but it's also about not going out. And it's also about not using plastic. You know, now our world has, we're like, oh, look, the oceans are clean again. Venice is open. The world is not ready for this like face fuck deluge of garbage coming its way with single use everything. You can't even bring your own container anymore, which is such a shame. Uh, And as a treat, I was like, okay, you would get me like a Dunkin' Donuts through the drive-thru, like this big plastic cup. I can't live with myself. I did like four of them and I can't do it. So uh, Smokey Husky bought me a cold brew brewer. It's like this, looks like a French press. So we make our own cold brew at home, which is like rocket fuel. And I don't ever need to eat again because I've got my cold brew. Uh, But my top of the cob. So that's me taking this situation into my own hands. I'm buying so much less in general. I just, I use Cetaphil to wash my face. I just opted out of Cetaphil to get a face bar. So I'm not using the plastic thing. Just because we're going- face bar. 
we're going through this pandemic doesn't mean you get to just be like, fuck the earth. Like you, we're still responsible. And I'm really uh, appalled at how wasteful people are. Um, a lot of it we can't help, but like you can help where you can. So I don't get that coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he did cold brew and he did it with cardamom and cinnamon in the coffee grounds and it's delicious. Oh, great. And so it's even better than Dunkin' Donuts. I also have a second top of the cob. I, this is now the fourth person I've run into who randomly is like, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm just hanging out. They're like, I'm watching Bosch. And enough people said it that I was like, you know what? And I finished Mad Men. I was like, I'm going to watch Bosch. Started last night. And now I'm watching Bosch. Did it get featured on the homepage? Because my parents just told me they're watching Bosch. People are just watching Bosch. Why? Because you're watching Bosch. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kate watching Bosch. I'm running for district. Yeah. I'm very district worried Comptroller. about it. Where you all found it. What's happening? The re- what... The only reason, because normally it's like, okay, a cop show, like we definitely have enough of those. Uh, I was told recently it's, first of all, it's shot in LA and it is LA. Oh, that It's not like Atlanta for Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, a lot of times things are shot in another, like Toronto to look like New York. Yeah. It's shot in LA, which a lot of things are, but the cop station where it, uh, where his, where it largely takes place was my Hollywood police station when I had a condo. The one on- Wilcox. Oh, yeah, I've been there. They just were not helpful. Next, And they did like an arrest next to a pawn shop on Vine. So there is something kind of nerdy and cool about seeing this isn't LA like, yeah, and you're just somewhere in LA and no one really knows. You're by the mm-hmm. beach. It's a fake restaurant. These are real places. And it's kind of fun to be like, I know that place. I've been to that place. I know that street. So there's a little like bit of an LA thrill. Um, And I'm enjoying, I'm just enjoying watching it. So I'm watching Bosch on Amazon Prime. You know what? Bosch makes me think of something. So I'm going to change my top of the cup. You know what's a great cop show is Rizzoli and Isles. And Angie Harmon on Instagram has- You have this speech prepared, by the way. (laughs) No, I just now have swapped my top of the cup from something else. Angie Harmon uh, started dating- uh, Angie Harmon is Rizzoli. (laughs) And she started dating Greg Vaughn, who is the super hot actor from like General Hospital. And he was in Charmed, okay? They are both gorgeous people. And they he has three sons and she has three daughters. And now they're together and they're like quarantined together. And it's like the Brady Bunch. And they're like kind of religious and very sappy. And I find it very comforting. I just love it. I just like looking at their posts of all of these children I don't know. Um, Okay. I completely tuned out for that because I've heard your speech before. You know what? what? I'm over here. No. Opening no, the I next don't, question, getting re- ready to ask you. To hear about my Rizzoli question is right for here to ask year in you. A row. And you're like, why are you looking at your phone? Because and it's I just boring. have my question open to ask you. Here's why you're I'm wrong. I'm sharing my heart. <laughs> Here's why you're wrong on so many counts. First of all, people are asking me questions. I am improvising answers and you are my soundboard. Your Rizzoli and Isles speech is well rehearsed. You've tried to give it many commencements. (laughs) I know that you are the only person watching Rizzoli and Isles. It's not on anymore. You don't need me to validate it. You already have your speech. And I need a soundboard. I don't have an audience now. I'm out of a job. (laughs) I'm sorry, Eliza. It's me. I'm all that's not me. That's not me. All right, you're yelling and these people... We're going through an epidemic right now and nobody needs you yelling. I was recording something last night for a, a podcast that I'm guesting on and I just was facing my window outward and my neighbor walked by and I was just yelling about Winona Ryder just into the void. <laughs> and he, like we you. made eye contact. <laughs> Bottom of the cob. Um, <laughs> yes, taking a whole... What did I write? I had to give a whole story. Oh, something regarding to me, you didn't like a sound I made earlier. I wrote the word Robert Makeup and I don't know what that means. Uh... Yeah, I um 
for our anniversary, Noah and I decided to take a drive up to PCH and we were going to sit on some rocks and eat lunch and have like a little picnic. But we didn't know if it was like legal or not. And so we parked where some other cars were and it was okay to park. There was like five cars. No one was in them. And then we went over to a police officer and asked, because we saw people sitting on the beach. We were like, what's the deal? Is it legal? Is it not legal? And then he was like, you know, because it's Ventura County during the week, you could sit here. But on the weekend, you kind of just got to keep it moving. So we just wanted to know there was, and then the police officer said, can we take a, do you want me to take a picture of you? We said, yes. I really hated, I had to post that and say, a cop took a picture of us. I hate that we're living. I had to say that because I didn't want to deal with like, what are you guys doing on the beach? What are you, I'm so tired of the light. And there was a whole, Astrum Wells wrote this whole thing in the New York Times about like people that are like the gotcha police. Like, oh, I saw you weren't quarantining properly. I'm just, but bigger picture than that. I'm just so over of the preemptive preambles that you have to have for every picture. Like, Here's me and my husband. Yes, this picture was taken a while ago because there's some fucking white knight virtue signaling asshole in the comments always there to like nab you. Also, what bothered me about the cop thing too, and nobody said this, I hate that I'm envisioning scenarios like these fake arguments because a friend of mine, I sent him the picture and he was like, he was like, yeah, that's everybody's interaction with cops all the time for sure. And I'm like, I... I understand like the white privilege of it all. However, like I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, the cop was nice to me, but in general, look out for cops murdering. Like you can't apologize for everything all the time. And I'm tired of always having to be like, this is something I already did. And yes, by the way, I know this plastic cup shouldn't be in the picture, but because some fucking armchair assailant is always in your comment section, ready to say how you, here's a great example. My Spotify, my Spotify playlist, uh, in the description on Spotify, I was like, it's eight hours of music I've put together so people can work out. And then as a joke, and I meant it, I wrote trigger warning. There's a lot of Chris Brown on here because we all know he beat up Rihanna and that's really bad. Is he a gifted singer and performer and dancer? Yes. Uh, is what he did wrong? Yes. Has the world moved on? Yes. So I put that in there in the Spotify thing. What? What? I mean, does he not get money every time people play your playlist? I don't know. Probably he does. Okay, but but for that matter? Okay, so I'll get to it. Okay. So I put there trigger warning a lot of Chris Brown. Let you know, hey, you don't want to patronize Chris Brown? Don't listen to playlists or skip yeah. over his thing. I put it in there. And then I posted on Instagram. And one of my biggest pet peeves is like young girls being like, gotcha. This girl just wrote, Chris Brown, Really? And I wanted to say to her, then you'd better not watch the majority of professional athletes or most male movie stars. Mm-hmm. Like if it's something, if it's a bad thing someone did, make sure you never listen to Michael Jackson. I make don't. sure you don't pay attention to most politicians. Like if you want to watch, if you want to ding everyone for horrible things they've done, you're going to be left with a lot less. But it was less about Chris Brown. And it was more about her being like, ooh, got ya, Chris Brown, really? And then I went on her profile and it said rapper. And I wanted to be like, oh, female rapper, shames male rapper. But it's just one of those things where it's like, you didn't get me. And, you know, people get mad because you say something in your act once. And it's like, you guys better not watch any Eddie Murphy <laughs> You better not watch most comics. You better not watch most movies. Ryan Reynolds said the F word and like called things gay in uh, Just Friends. So I watched that movie recently. So funny. It's like this thing where you like go back to entertainers from like years ago and get mad at them now. Chris Brown beat Rihanna. It is so wrong. You should not buy his music, whatever. 
But if like Kiss Kiss comes on the radio, it's a bop. So that's fine. Well, it's because you don't have good taste. Anyways. So just this constant like, gotcha. You made one mistake. Gotcha. And I'm like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Just crucify me for life? People just don't vote with your dollar. And other than that, don't at me. Okay. My bottom of the cup. I've been sleeping horribly and I don't know why. And I've started tracking my sleep with my Fitbit. And my Fitbit is basically just like, I don't know, but it's not good. It's like every hour you're awake for 30 minutes, just not asleep. And I'm like, Probably why? Probably anxious because you're not getting to work as much. You're not I'm working house. more. I miss my workload when you were when you were here, when yeah. we were all working together. This is the worst thing to happen to you're me. You're anxious. This is a very... This is what everybody's writing in about. It's nerve wracking. This is scary. It's scary and it's unpredictable. And what you have to do is you have to work hard for me because if I go down, you go down. I already don't sleep well and I can't take- um, Why? Why don't you take melatonin? I can't take melatonin anymore because it combines with my anti-anxiety and gives me restless leg syndrome. And that makes me so upset that I can't sleep. My leg starts just twitching. Then my arms get restless. No, I'm not joking. And then before I know it, I'm dancing. I used to take melatonin constantly, but I had to stop because my my legs would just uncontrol. And then I couldn't sleep because of that. Okay, well, you clearly have anxiety and you're taking medicine for, do you take the anti-anxiety medicine to go to bed? I've started taking it at night. Yeah. What is it? You don't have to tell me. Uh, Citalopram or Celexa. No, that doesn't sound fun. Uh, but a drink with it. That's the, bad the other issue is you just I, gave me the worst look. <laughs> the other issue is this week I've been taking I've had headaches and so I've taken Advil PM at night and then I'm like I don't want to take my Selexa and my Advil PM so I don't take the Selexa and I just okay, things listen. are just going off the rails. Look, basically. I'm not a doctor. No, on the weekends I'm not a doctor. You're gonna get a lot of unwanted like mental health advice now because you said this. I would recommend, I couldn't sleep last night, but that's because I had too much wine on my anniversary and I started to get anxious because I had to drive myself to the doctor today. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so where far. Park? Um, where I, par- I found a spot Okay. on the side. Not on that back yeah. with the- It was on the side. Um, but it was giving me an- anxiety. And I realized no. I have a lot of anxiety about being out in LA in general because the traffic's usually so bad. But now my world's become so small. I have anxiety about going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't take medication for it. I don't have like crippling anxiety. I would, this is not saying that this cures anything. Try meditating five minutes just to like lull yourself. I've got a great app just to like get yourself into like a calm space. I also always remind myself like, yeah, you've got so much to do today, but right now your only job is to sleep and none of that matters. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Do you want me to call you? In the night? No, thank you. I can read to you. No. I can read I have, you all the a list of things you have to do tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I have pretty bad um parking anxiety, which which manifests itself as I very, you know, back when we went places, I read the Yelp, I go look for parking, I read other people's comments, I look at a map, I decide the exact street. So if I'm meeting someone somewhere, I'll be like, oh. FYI, there's parking on this side street, apparently. And they'll be like, Oh wow, you looked. And I'm like, I have to, or I will melt down when I get there. I want to know what people in other cities are anxious about. Probably normal things like feeding their children and bills. And in LA, it's like, I don't know where to park. There was nowhere to Where's park. Where's my car go? I've been on La Cienega for three hours. I have no gas. You know what? My car okay, we is at go. 960 miles and when it hits a thousand i'm supposed to get it checked by the mechanic is that a thing that happens can i tell you something no no? and here's why um and i don't know (sighs) noah has a check engine light and he was like i think this just comes on every x amount to make sure Mm. that being said i need to go put gas in my car i need my guy to look at my all right all right this has been ask eliza anything join us we'll be doing another live episode soon in the meantime i encourage you to check out 
the Eliza Schlesinger Sketch Show. I also encourage you to please join us for Don't Panic Pantry, the show that Noah and I do every day live and have been doing since the onset of this epidemic. We're rounding out. We're over 60 episodes now. Yeah. And uh, we've committed to doing it one a day every day. A lot of celebrities are like, I'll do a show. And then they're like, oh, I got better things to do. I, every day. 5 p.m. Pacific Standard. Unless we tell you otherwise, like we do a brunch episode. Facebook.com slash Eliza Schlesinger or Instagram.com slash Eliza S. And all the episodes are on my IGTV if you feel a hankering for them. All the recipes are posted on Noah's Instagram at Galuten. G-A-L-U-T-E-N. And uh, bye-bye. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.